Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, uh, the Afro Boy. Um, known to the Afro Boy actually on social media, like literally, um, the Afro Boy Prince of Unity. Uh, if you look me up on um, TikTok, type in Afro Boy um, underscore Prince of Unity, and um, you'll find me there or Instagram Afro Boy Prince of Unity. Uh, but today we're going to talk about, uh, one of my favorite subjects that I at least try to get through at least like once a month, which is, um, Afroeconomics. And the reason I've been doing this, uh, segment at least once a month, um, every month. And we've been doing a podcast, uh, for pretty much like a year plus now. Cause we still have to get past this wealth gap and, I tried my best to drop some gems somewhere, some form of aha moments to get you to wrap your head around group economics and how others, whether it's in the diaspora or in the world, whether you're viewing um, us as a country and a human race alone, what others may be doing, what a single person may be doing, what a group of people may be doing, uh, that is bettering their financial situations and any step towards a better financial stability is better progression for us as a people, us as a human race, but especially us as African descended people, the Malay people of the earth, uh, and so forth, you know, as, as black people in general. Um, but first thing we're going to talk about is, is mainly from, um, a uh, American standpoint, which will be the Build Back Better plan. That's the um, that's the plan that is ran out of the American government. So another stimulus check. I believe it's like the fourth, fifth one. I don't keep up with the numbers at this point. Because um, if you're going to send the money, send the money. If you're not, you know, stop calling it any form of stimulus towards America and all the other things, right? Um, a few highlights uh, outside of, you know, avoiding government shutdowns, uh, which is extended until February. That is not um, far away. That is not far away. It's literally a month and a half or less. You know, just kicking the ball or kicking the bucket down the hill until you got to pick up the bucket at some point. Uh, there is... Uh, motions of, of lockdowns around the world. Uh, I don't know the extent of that, uh, but it is happening around the world. And that is um, due to a new uh, variant that has came upon the pandemic. Um, you know, it, it's been giving the, the catchphrase, the Omarion variant, the Americanized version. Um, and then upon that, you know, there there may be um, mass mandates, mass mandates because of the new variant. But all these things can also do what? Um, as the world is progressing with this problem, economics may change. We may go back into like phases of shutdowns and they may or may not send out money. People may or may not have to uh, fire or close down their, their stores, small businesses. So all these things, you know, combine together when we, when we talk about all this. Um. Let's see. Let's get into it. So, 
the estimated date for the bill to actually pass originally was mid-December. Of course, we're in the late December, and you see they're still contemplating on what they're going to do about what money. You know, the, the same cat and mouse game they've always been playing. But once it starts to hit mainstream media, like I even see instances of WGCI, which is a very known um radio station in, in Chicago, they, they start talking about stimulus checks and it starts at CNN and all these other places. Okay, I'm like, okay, so now this may be time to pay attention to what is going on in the government if they're talking about sending out money to the people because if you're sending out money to the people, I should at least try to uh, advise in some capacity about where this money should go, right? Um, one of the things that was mentioned in regards to, you know, how, how are they going to uh, get money to build all these foundations, which is through taxes, right? If you if you know anything about just general finances and how that works towards the economy, they say in order for anything to be built, whether it's infrastructure, uh, a new building, new school, new new land, new, new land development, all, all those things, you need money in return for the services and that's where taxes come into play but you know it, it begs the question does taxes really help the society because if you're talking about like on a local basis for instance using reference to my city uh there are thousands of potholes around the city of chicago but there was a water tax there was a pop tax they said that there's going to be a new uh, a new or steeper salt tax and it begs the question, like, does, does taxes really support your society as a whole? Because if I'm paying all this money in taxes and taxes are in return supposed to go towards the services uh, that provide uh, a better, say, suppose it better well-being for whatever city or state or place I live in, why are my roads and potholes, you know, as steep and they, they break my car and damage my car, you know, things of that nature. Um, and do these do these tax deductions, if at all, let's say I was a small business owner, which I actually am, um, are these tax deductions that are going towards the businesses even going towards, you know, the the people, right? The small businesses, the local businesses, and so forth, or is this just really a benefit for, you know, the mass, mass corporations, right? Um, one of, let's see, one of the things that was talked about prior to this, I, I feel like we talked about this, but one of the things that was talked about this prior to this was, you know, a clean energy program and how they're going to do the whole go green method. That's uh, a part of the climate change that was supposed to be in the previous stimulus and will the stimulus that was previously supposed proposed that they haven't gotten through. Uh, there's a rebate program for that. But, you know, it begs the question is like, again, you know, with all this innovation that's supposed to be so positive towards the economy and the world, uh, where is the money going to come from? The money is going to come from who's going to come from the people. And they say 
that in order for you to get through these programs and to be eligible and to to start this new innovation towards helping the world, you have to what spend more money. Um, anything new is going to cost more. It's simply put, just like every a car that comes out every year. A car that comes out every year is usually what forty to fifty thousand dollars. I'm gonna say thirty to fifty thousand dollars, literally probably every year. And the moment that that car leaves the lot, you've at least lost $5,000 off of that car. It's estimated. You know, so you have to think about these things, even on using that as an example on a larger scale and so forth. But, um, you know, there's suspicions and speculations of war in Russia, issues with that. And of course, the moment other issues come up in the world, they're going to say, well, we need the money to deal with these issues right now. So everything else that may stabilize the economy directly or more effectively will have to be put on the back burner because of so-called issues, even though um, if you haven't had any uh, confrontations with other people around the world for at least four to eight years, what happens to all the the uh, ammunition? that you ain't been using because you ain't been in tour with nobody. So if you ain't been in tour with nobody for four or five years and you consistently been training, why in the world would you need more money to spend on so-called defense, a defense budget, but you ain't been in tour with nobody. So what happened to all the ammunition and bullets that you've been been sparing, right? Because if we was going to talk that on a little scale, if I ain't been in tour with nobody for about four or five years and I just stacked up on, on ammunition and defense for, for my home, right? For my home, uh, I should be straight. I should be straight. I should I should have whatever I need, small or big, to, to defend my castle. I should need to go out and get nothing new. Now, now it's as things progress in the course of the the altercation may go farther. It may take a month or two. I might need to go back to the store for more ammunition. But other than that, I should need to go buy nothing new. I should need to spend more money because I should be straight. My house should be in order to defend itself and so forth. Um, one of the things that uh, was shocking to me was that the richest man spoke on um, stimulus and politics. And his basis was... The we can't afford as a country, they say, we can't afford to spend all this money um, because we're already so much in debt. We haven't paid down the proposed debt that we have right now. They had the whole argument about raising and lowering the um, the debt ceiling and all these things that, to be honest, if you're talking on a logical sense and stance, I understand it. As a business person, I may understand it, but as a everyday citizen, uh, moderate man who still works a nine to five, uh, while your support, you like and share and subscribe, uh, all those things help the channel. So subscribe at the Lost African Podcast. Um, if you share on, on Apple or iTunes, all these things help the channel, help me grow, help me show. But on, on a you know small scale and so forth, 
What does that do for me? You telling me as being one of the richer people in the world that we don't need to spend all this money, but you have enough money for you and about four or five generations. So your concerns are different from the everyday man and woman, the everyday family, right? Um, you know, what they talked about earlier, which is a lot of pros and cons of, you know, creating more money is inflation, right? So as a reminder, previously before, inflation does what? $10 today may get me five items in the grocery market. 10 items to $10 tomorrow may get me three items in a grocery market. So that's how inflation works. Inflation uh, raises the cost of, of goods or services while your, your money will pretty much either devalue or, or just be valued at what it is. But the cost of the goods and services or whatever you, you would buy for yesterday or last month will cost you more. Now, where this goes into group economics is this. When you when you do group economics on a on a neighborhood scale, a city scale, this is what happens. Let's say I wanted to just go out and, and buy black, or I created a a uh, black city, black neighborhood that the money kept funneling. So, on a small economic scale, I determine because this is my financial network. I determine how inflation may work inside of my group. So if money keeps flowing throughout and we use it efficiently, I don't have to raise um, the cost of goods and services as fast. So that means the money flips and becomes more useful for my economy. So let's say I ran a grocery store, right? I make a profit of $100 a day at the grocery store. I take that profit and... Because I'm making so much, I don't need to restock as often. You know, I don't have to go and buy more bulk because of the efficiency of the economy. So now all that money that's coming in, I can use towards uh, providing a better service because the cost of goods hasn't been affected. See how that works? Um. On the on the backhand though, what what they've really been talking about at this point is how do we deal with the the new variant that has arises? Um, do we scale back? Do we go back to the phase process? Did that work? Uh, where are we right now? They blocked down a few countries. The UK, UK really never moved. I've ran across a few people um, from the UK and they say pretty much their economy uh, on on the way they've handled the pandemic has been at a standstill. They made some progression, but if you're talking about mass movement, no. Um, And I think most of the world is kind of like on a wait and see basis. Um, Right now, when it comes to because then we're gonna we're gonna move on a more diaspora directive. I just want to get through the stimulus just to give you know people who uh, live in America, whether you are uh, African American, you know, born and raised American or um, immigrant, 
into America and they're going into American society. All this stuff benefits you because um, you can play group economics this way. Um, but basically, you know, the bill that they're trying to propose is around a two trillion dollar plans. The biggest so-called benefits towards the people, uh, whether this may or may not pass, is the thirty six hundred child tax credit. Uh, that is a monthly thing. Uh, I believe that is based on per family. And you would get uh, a stipend. Uh, right now, they've been doing, I know from, from women who have kids, they do direct payments. They send out like some form of, of a debit card, similar to, to an EBT. Um, they put the money on it. You go spend it. I don't know if you can only spend it um, on food and how that process works because I don't have kids. But that is a benefit towards families, and especially black families. In need of that support and a um, thirty-six thousand, not thirty-six thousand, $3,600 uh, stimulus check out to like the people, just like another stimulus check, right? Anywhere between twelve hundred to like thirty-six thousand, it's just estimated. Anything in full disclaimer, anything you you hear me talk about is strictly based on my opinion on the research I am doing or I haven't done. None of this is actual, factual, none of it. Uh, please do your own research in regards to uh, the basis off of my opinion. You know, make your own decisions. I am just giving you uh, what I believe will be the, the supposed outcomes out of all this chitter and chatter uh, with the government and, and with the world, right? Whether it be positive, negative, or in between. Now, on a more positive note that rose into the diaspora that I thought was really, really cool was that Africa is, is what I noticed is that the world, no matter, no matter how I feel, uh, America has not progressed in a more social, uh, social awareness and social society in that regards to combating injustice and racism and all those things, I do realize that the diaspora, along with the rest of the world and all the other human beings in the world, no matter what color you are, do pay attention to how America is and works on an economical standpoint. And I say that because Africa has actually started to really, really go green, right? Um, our birthplace as African descendant people uh, is on that going green, solar powered, electric whole movement. There was an article I glanced upon where they're they're starting um, exper experiments uh, mining using uh, high hydrogenated trucks. You know, I believe that's trucks with uh, recyclable water. Uh, they're they're energizing the trucks with recyclable water. And so forth, you know, water power trucks, basically. Um, but Africa's electric company, Excons, plans on going green, switching from coal to renewable energy. Um, Africa has a African continental free trade era area agreement, which is AFCT AFCFTA agreement. And basically, um, it is supposed to be a Wind all for all be all type of agreement that helps the entire continent, right? There, there's one um 
market that is created. So the goal is to boost trade by creating a single continental market for goods and services, right? Creating free movement for people and businesses. And it is estimated by the World Bank that it is supposed to bring um, an 80% boost in exports among the African nations. And this was signed by all the African nations. I mean, I thought that that was really, really good on giving an example of a major step towards black empowerment, African empowerment, uh, group economics that you could actually see. And they did this because um, trading imports and exports, even on a on a continental level, um, there was an article that saying that that can be very dangerous because, you know, there there are, are multiple checkpoints. Someone from Nigeria may not to may not be able to flow freely over to uh, Morocco or Chad or Benin or whatever the neighboring country is. What this what this agreement allows them to do is that there's quick in and out access for businesses and make that clear for businesses to uh, get the goods and services out produce, especially big, especially to that being big on the produce side, um, you know, grocery stores and so forth or coal. I mean, well, not coal, but, you know, energy based fuel and all those things, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, And exports and imports do what? Bring money. And because of the agreement, the entire continent gets a piece of the pie. You know, so it's not just one country uh, bringing in money. The entire continent gets uh, a piece of the profit. And what does profit do? Profit uh, allows you to go in towards innovation, and innovation leads to progress. Um, where are we? And one of the other things that I thought was really, really cool that uh, America actually um, moved more progressively towards last year or during the pandemic, which is a lot of self-service systems. That's why you see a lot of more self-checkouts at their grocery stores, Walmart, Target. There's more of those and less of people because people have moved towards the ideal of I can get things done on my own as long as there's an option and a way for me to do that. I'll choose that option. You know, there, there, of course, there are areas to where people will still need uh, to talk to someone, to see someone that's still um, very pertinent in, you know, moving society along. But there are things that we've seen you can get done on your own. You don't need a big office space for, people can do from their homes and people can do on their own by themselves. And Africa started to notice that um, there was one man by, excuse me if I butcher his name, Mr. Opati. Uh, Mr. Opati out of Kenya. Out of Kenya. This is this article is specific towards Kenya. And a, and a reference where you can see this article is uh, BBC, uh, the Africa section or Africa economic section. Uh, but he innovated with a milk vending machine. Now, they've been doing innovations with vending machines as far as like selling cooking oil, renewable fuel, renewable fuel, and, uh, you know, sanitary products and so forth. But 
uh, article specifically was about a milk vending machine. And I thought that that was really, really cool because I, my business, Community Resources ATM, also is going to move forward into uh, the vending machine space and it just these these type of areas of services. And um, what it does for the average person there is the U.S. Kenyan company Zada, Zada Technologies, um, basically the vending machine for any person, whether they make less than a dollar a day or, or, or more because money flows differently, payouts are different in other countries. This is not based in, in America. So when you hear me talk about these numbers, making less than a dollar a day, their economical structures and pricing may be differently. So if you go, and I've always heard this, they say if you go to another country with $200, you can live like one of the wealthiest men in that country for a weekend or a week. Um, but basically how it works is the customer keys in the amount and they get whatever that amount of equals to milk, right? And it pours into a recyclable bag. So a mother, for instance, a mother from Kenya who has maybe like three kids and she works every day and, you know, along with whatever else she may have to buy for that night to, to cook or make them dinner or provide for her family, she still hasn't has the option that's the biggest thing it gives people an option saying that i still have money to do this as long as i budget right i can still get milk for my babies regardless of how much money i've made in the day because they say that you know some people only make like seven seven cents a day um but for for, for on the business aspect though on the business aspect i really want to get into this i like doing numbers on this part um this says that Mr. Opati gains an estimate profit of $53 a week. So $53 a week is $212 a month, and that is $2,540 for uh, a year, right? Now, to some people, and it's weird that this statement is coming across my mind about how the outer world views America as a whole and all the benefits that we don't see that we have versus the rest of the world, which I understand that now when I start to do research. But still, $53 a week may not sound like a lot to you, especially in profit, depending on what type of lifestyle you live and how you're making money. But in general, let's say this was a side hustle, right? Let's say this was a side hustle. I'm making $53 a week. I'm making $212 a month, $2,000. $500 a year, right? And I may only have to go to the store, um, you know, to get milk, to get whatever the product is three times out the month. And let's say since I'm making 2500 just to make the number, just to make the, the number simple, I'm making $2,500 in that year. And I only spend five hundred dollars on, on restocking or replenishing whatever it is that I'm using. I'm making two thousand dollars profit flat every year, and I don't do anything. As a side hustle, as long as you don't do a lot of work, that's a good side hustle, right or wrong. Um, and then they, you know, they're they're moving into selling cooking oil, renewable fuel. 
So this whole spectrum of new innovation is a positive example, especially directly towards African people in the continent, but indirectly a great example for uh, us as a diaspora, us as a black people on what group economics and the benefit of truly playing group economics does for us and how possible that is, you know. So uh, as we wrap up the show, I just want to say this. There's so much we can do as a people. To me, the sky is the limit. We just have to get in the mindset that the reason we are coming together is for the benefit of us. No, we do not have to agree on the the path, right? We don't all have to agree to go left. We don't all have to agree to go right. We don't have to agree to go up the street. We don't all have to agree to go down the street. But we at least need to agree that, yeah, the best interest for us to get to where we want to go metaphorically across the sea across uh, across the city is to get moving and once we get upon that agreement saying yeah we want to get moving let's go let's go and in no time we'll make it to the promised land the true promised land of of black unification um african unification and so much more um and i really try to stress that so hopefully you've gained some useful information. Uh, I will try to you know keep you updated as time goes on. Uh, but shout out to our sponsors at Anchor, Apple, you know, people who push our podcast, everyone who listens, we appreciate you. And I will see you guys later. And also remember, on the show, yes, we talk about Afro culture, how that connects us as African descended people, financial literacy and, and controversy. But all this is to better us as human beings and how to work together as a people. So I will holler at y'all later. I am your host, the Afro Boy, and we'll see y'all later.